Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, July 31st, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I'm Tommy on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we are getting into the last day of July and getting into the new month of August. Lots of exciting stuff happening. I am traveling to New York. Soon as I get there, you and I are seeing something together, and then you are hopping on a plane to leave me and not see anything else with me. So I totally understand that. But August is a very, very busy month for a lot of different reasons. But as we wind down July, there were two shows that closed on Broadway. So before we get into all of the news and all that stuff, I did want to call those out. Both The Grey House and New York, New York closed on Sunday after disappointingly truncated runs I think it is safe to say for both of those I did not see Grey House I know you really I don't know if enjoyed is the right word for Grey House because I think it's a a pretty traumatic experience for some people I enjoyed and I think I've talked about it enough here I enjoyed a lot about New York New York and was disappointed that it wasn't able to to coalesce a little bit better but we do want to send our thoughts out to everybody who has worked on those shows because they were definitely big swings in a lot of ways and uh, sorry that they uh, went out a little bit earlier than they had planned. But I do want to remind everybody that we just wrapped up our survey asking for thoughts on Patreon. We're going to take some time to go through all of those and maybe start to implement those things throughout the month of August. One of the things that I mentioned will be big about that month. But you can still support Broadway Radio through our Patreon while we are getting all of these new bells and whistles set up to launch. If you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Now, Grace, tonight, Monday, July 31st, the end of July, You have a big event we've talked about before, but one last time before it actually happens tonight at 930, give us the the inside scoop on Sweet Meat. I know that you have now announced the performers that are going to be a part of it, which is, is very exciting. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Matt. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to like fully announce the the cast list. Lots of people from like the Daily Show writing crew, uh, people that have been featured on Comedy Central, a new cast member for Wild and Out on VMTV. Uh, yeah. So lots of great people. Randall Otis, Eileen Hanley. If you came to the first Sweet Meat show pre-pandemic, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Um, it was held at StubHub and a lot of those familiar faces there, but lots of singers, characters. Um, there's going to be one improv group that'll perform for a very short amount of time. So if improv is not your thing, don't worry. But also, if you really enjoy it, they're not like other girls. Uh, that's their team name. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of really great people. I'm excited to have a variety show in a sense, because uh, I think that a lot of people get bogged down in like stand-up comedy is or isn't their thing or they you know they I, I I think that Joe's pub is the perfect home and has always continued to be a home for artists and I hope that they can continue to do that I know a lot of things have been happening over there but yeah so I'm really excited to have my first Joe's pub show I think it's it's spectacular and I'm so honored and I'm excited that we were able to get the price point down to where I feel like it's literally unheard of in New York City to have $20 tickets to anything. So um, I'm really excited. So please come to Sweet Meat. And um, you can check out the link in my bio for tickets, but also on Joe's Pub Public Theater, uh, their website. They have it as well. Yeah. And I noticed uh, Kate Robards, who I believe was involved yeah. with your with your one person. She's a stand-up show. comic. Yeah, she helped. She was my development director. She's incredible. I met her at the Barrow Group under um, Seth Barish and Lee's, uh, tutelage. So, uh, love Kate and I'm excited to have her on as well. Awesome. Well, let's get into the news. There's not a ton of news in the Broadway sphere right now, but we did find out on, uh, I guess it was Saturday that she, she announced this, but Leia Salonga's decided, you know what? I'm having so much fun here. Lies love. I'm going to stay an extra week. 
She is currently in a what is kind of being described as a cameo role playing Aurora Aquino. She was originally scheduled to just play through August 13th. She will now be a part of the cast through August 19th. If you listened to This Week on Broadway... I hosted it this past Sunday, and both Jan Simpson and Michael Portantier reviewed the show, and Michael talked about the fact that, like, when Leia Salonga comes on stage, she just gets such a huge, rapturous response because she is not only a musical theater and Broadway icon, but, you know, Disney icon and all that stuff as well, but she is doing it in a show filled with other Filipino people and presumably lots of Filipino people in the audience as well who love her for many, many different things that perhaps we might not even know. So I'm excited to be able to get to see her in this, and I'm excited for lots of other folks to see her as well as she's staying a few more dates. And if Here Lies Love runs as long as I think some people believe that it will, I would not be surprised if she pops in and out Throughout the weeks, months, and years, Grace, did you tell me, Grace, that you were very, very close to her standing on the stage at one point? Well, I was, I was like in her direct eye line because of, and I won't spoil right, anything right. for those yeah. that have not seen the show, but there is a moment where there is a thrust forward of of the the performance, and I was in the direct line of that thrust, and I was so moved. It was fantastic, and. Anyone is so lucky to, to see her perform in this show. I know that her successor is also going to be incredible. Uh, so please, like, continue to see the show uh, after she has gone. Um, but absolutely try to see her if you can. Yeah. One of the absolute best performers and people that you're going to find on Broadway. All right. So uh, let's get into this week's theatrical schedule. Again, we're getting into Jul- at the end of July and August. Not a ton of things happening, but some things that I think are pretty notable that we want to point out. Starting tonight is actually opening night over at New York Theater Workshop for the new play, The Half God of Rainfall. It is by Inua Alams and is directed by Taby Mager. It is described thusly, quote, When Demi, the half-Nigerian mortal, half-Greek god, is angry, rain clouds gather. When he cries, rivers burst their banks. And the first time he takes a shot on a basketball court, the deities of the land wake up. On This Week on Broadway, Jan Simpson and I talked a little bit about the fact that like basketball is having a moment off-Broadway right now between King James from MTC... Flex at Lincoln Center, and now this from NYTW. So if you love a good basketball play, there are a lot going on right now. So uh, check this one out. Anything at New York Theater Workshop is always worth uh, checking out. So excited about that. The next off-Broadway opening actually happens tomorrow night, August 1st, Tuesday. And this is the play Tauros, which is by Danny Tejera and is directed by Gail Taylor Upchurch. The show is described as three international late 20-somethings and one dying golden retriever hang out in a garage in Madrid. They smoke pittis, get drunk, argue about the music, and figure out what version of reality to believe in. This was actually originally presented by Second Stage as part of their um, Judith Champion New Voices reading series last year. So very exciting that this has the opportunity to be presented in full. The cast includes Abubakar Ali, Juan Castano, Tony Winner, Frank Wood, and a performer who just goes by the letter B. So uh, excited to hear more about this one when it opens on Tuesday night. Then on Thursday, Grace, we have the like official press opening of Back to the Future on Broadway. They have already done what they called a gala 
uh, opening night last week. And maybe I'll let you kind of explain what that was for here in a second. But of course, Back to the Future, the musical originated in London and is now playing at the Winter Garden Theater. It features a, a book by Bob Gale and music by Alan Silvestri and Glenn Ballard. It is directed by John Rando and choreographed by Chris Bailey. The stars of the show are Casey Likes as Marty McFly, Roger Bart as Doc Brown, and Hugh Coles as George McFly. Coles and Bart played the same roles in London as well. Also in the cast is uh, Liana Hunt, Jelani Remy, Amber Ardolino, and more. Of course, I have not seen it. I'm going to see it when I'm in town uh, next week. But even though like they had official opening night, the reviews are embargoed uh, until Thursday. But but Grace, tell us a little bit about what this gala opening night is, because they didn't just say like gala as in like fancy, like this was actually like a charitable event that they did last week. Yeah, this was a, this was a gala also on behalf of the Michael J. Fox Foundation um, at the Ziegfeld Ballroom. It was a really beautiful evening to celebrate the show's legacy, but also Michael J. Fox. Like you saw him and Christopher Lloyd and uh, Leah Thompson and everybody there. Bob Semakis, like it was it was really sensational. I was over at the Shark is Broken first preview. <laughs> there was a lot happening on the street with Steven Spielberg IP, if you know, you know. So I think that it was it was really amazing to see. It wasn't just like randomly, uh, you know, they were just calling it an opening night gala just to have a red carpet. Like there was a lot of thought and, and uh, importance behind that. And so if you are interested in learning more about the uh, Parkinson's foundation that Michael J. Fox has created, you can find that on their website as well. Yeah. Very, very cool. You mentioned like the stars of the film. Were there also Huey Lewis was, was there as well. He's got a song that is well, he was heavily. in town. Well, I, he was, so I was in town. I was going to say <laughs> he's got a song that's featured in the film and is also who power of love and uh, back in time. Oh, OK. Are both featured in the show yeah. and also featured in other shows, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, um, they did a performance of Power of Love at Broadway and Bryant Park last week. So if you didn't see that, maybe I'll throw that in the show notes. And Huey Lewis in town, maybe another musical that uses some of his songs or a musical that only uses his songs. Uh, I mean, might, it's been, they've, they've put they've it out. It. So yeah. um, no, but I mean like recently there was a press release about it. So I don't think that that's like hush hush news. Like the, the Huey Lewis show heart of rock and roll is also in development right now. So yep. you've got a lot on the street of people singing power of love and back in time, which I think is kind of crazy and also a great phenomenon. But if you remember, and not to give anything away, I know that they have an opening coming up, but um, if you remember, Huey Lewis was in the film Back to the Future, and that's all I'll say. (laughs) Not only, yes, that is very true. Anyway, um, let's go to Sunday, August 6th, a pair of pretty big closings happening. The first one is on Broadway, the uh, Tony-winning, absolutely fantastic revival of Parade uh, we'll close at the Marwood B. Jacobs Theater. This is one who, Grace, we just talked about last week, the fact that it set a house record for box office. This is one that I know there are reasons why it cannot extend. Ben Platt has tons of things going on. Michaela Diamond is getting ready for Here We Are, the new Sondheim show. So I don't know that the show would do nearly as well without one or both of them. But I'm very excited uh, that this is going out on a high note. I wish it was going to stay around even longer, but um, this one will close at the Jacobs on Sunday. And then over at the Delacorte Theater in Central Park, the star-studded production of Hamlet will close as well. But I will say, when our own James Marino went to see it uh, a few weeks ago, 
there were PBS cameras all around filming it for great performances. We've seen a number of these Shakespeare in the Park productions make their way to PBS later in the year. So depending on like, I don't know how this all works with like any SAG stuff. I mean, I guess this is not technically a SAG thing, but I don't know how great performances work. I also wouldn't imagine that PBS is part of the AMPTP, but assuming everything goes as planned, the Kenny Leon production of, of Hamlet with a two blanks and wood and Soleil Pfeiffer uh, will be on PBS later this year. So that is very exciting. So that's the, that's everything coming up this week. We do have just a little bit of like newsy type things that one story that I want to talk about um, is so Jamie Lee Curtis and Tiffany Haddish are both in the new Haunted Mansion movie from from Disney. And they were doing some press and they talked about the fact that like they want to do a production of The Odd Couple together on Broadway. I'm all for it. So I, I don't know what you feel about this, if you've heard about this at all, but they have a female version of The Odd Couple that Neil Simon you know wrote and adapted. So that's available. It's been done on Broadway. I'm. I mean, Tiffany Haddish and Jamie Lee Curtis are about the oddest couple you could possibly get, but I would be all for that, Grace. Yeah, that's it's obviously yeah, I, I yeah, I, this this <laughs> this fumbled me. I don't know, <laughs> but I do love when uh, celebrities want to do a Broadway show because it usually means good for the economy of Broadway. Um, just to be frank, you know, um, I haven't looked at i own the odd couple oh my god i'm literally looking at it right now that's wild as we're recording it's under my stephen Karam, the humans copy <laughs> under annie baker is the odd couple by neil simon female version that i used in acting school and i think it's just been a while since i've read it so i'm curious what those changes are and also like the the binary differences that might feel dated i love neil simon famously barefoot in the park is one of my favorites but i'm very curious about what that would look like but also sure fuck it Yeah, Uh, Jamie Lee Lee Curtis said she wants to do it, quote, so I can get an EGOT because I can't sing. So um, look, let's do it. I I am all for it. I think they're great. Tiffany Haddish is also fantastic on the after party on Apple TV plus in the middle of season two right now. So anything with those two would be tons of fun. Uh, Unfortunately, we do have to talk yet again about another passing of somebody with deep theatrical roots. Last week, the Broadway and television actress Inga Swenson passed away at the age of 90. For most people, they probably knew her as playing Gretchen Krause in the 1980s Way Before Your Time Grace sitcom Benson. But she was a two-time Tony nominee, first for her role of, of Lizzie in 110 in the Shade, the role that Audra McDonald played in the revival a decade plus ago. She was also nominated for uh, the musical Baker Street, which is a Sherlock Holmes musical in which she played Irene Adler, a show that I believe, yeah, I have it on vinyl. Um, maybe I should should look that one up as well or play that one as well. But she did tons of stuff both on Broadway and around the, the country. She made her Broadway debut in 1956 in the New Faces of 1956. Then she was in the shows The First Gentleman, Pierre Ghent. She was a standby for Guinevere in the original Broadway production of Camelot and then did 110 in the Shade and Baker Street. Um, she also did 110 in the Shade on tour as well. A theater award winner in 1957 for the first gentleman. So anybody who loved her from her work on stage or screen, our thoughts are with you. And of course with her family as well. All right, Grace, we will wrap up here 
starting on Tuesday, the Moulin Rouge will welcome two new stars to the Al Hirschfeld Theater. They are Courtney Reed and Casey Cott. And Moulin Rouge sent out some video of the two in rehearsal, performing some stuff from the show. And we I, I don't remember if it was you and me or or if it was me and Ashley, but I'm really interested for like this star turn of of Courtney Reed. She's had a lot of opportunities in the past to kind of like be principals, but not necessarily uh, a lot of meaty stuff to work on. And I kind of didn't get it. Like she's talented. I get it. But then when I saw her in Cambodian rock band, I was like, oh, she can act, act. So I'm interested to see her take on a role that while still in a jukeboxy type musical has a little bit more depth to it, like Satine. All right, everybody, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, maybe other places in the near future, depending on what Twitter slash X becomes. Uh, But we will see that. You can follow me, I guess, anywhere. I'm just going to stop naming them because I can't keep up with everything (laughs) at BWWMet. There's just like... I'm too old to be adding new social media platforms that I'm never really going to check, but like I feel like I have to be on them, Grace. Like You're a social media... Like professional, that's what you, you know, part of your job. So like, you know, these things better than I do, but it just seems like such a heavy lift to learn another social media platform. Yep. But here we are. <laughs> Follow me everywhere. At it's Grace Aki, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 